0: Four,
1: three, two, one. Hey Gravity Formers, it's Tuesday, September 5th, and we're back from WordCamp U.S., I'm sitting down with Izzy from the team. She's on marketing and in product development. We're gonna chat about behind the scenes at WordCamp, things that you missed, things that you should be looking forward to. It's Breakdown, a Gravity Forms podcast. It's been a whirlwind of a last couple of weeks for me. I had some vacation time off. Then I traveled down to WordCamp US down to National Harbor, which we're gonna you're gonna hear Izzy and I talk about that experience in a moment. But I also did it as a vacation with the family. So I've been pretty busy, but also enjoying some time off. If you didn't get a chance to go to WordCamp US and you're wondering what the future of WordPress holds. Lucky for you, I have some clips right here that we're going to play. There's some interesting moments from Matt Mullenweg's talk, the co-founder of WordPress, talking about the next iterations, the next future versions of WordPress that I wanted to share with you today. So here's uh, the first clip of him talking about the upcoming WordPress 6.4 and the 2024 theme release.
2: For those who don't know, the NASA website's coming over to WordPress and getting some really cool stuff. My favorite is probably the Command Palette, which is essentially like a command line for WordPress. You do uh, Control-K, Command-K, and immediately go and jump to any part of it. It's pretty cool. One of our most feature-packed releases ever. But WordPress never rests. So right around the corner on November 7th, we're going to do version 6.4, which is coming out. It's going to be our, yeah. (laughs) We're keeping up our, our pace of three major releases per year. We tried to move it to four, but it seems like three is the right cadence for us right now. 6.4 is going to be uh, similar to, I think it was 5.6, and that's going to be an underrepresented gender release squad. And there's some cool new features that are going to be in it. First I'll talk about is a new default theme, which will be 2024.
1: One of the more ambitious features coming to WordPress, if you don't know, is collaboration. So if you're familiar with Google Docs, sharing a Google Doc with another team member, and you can see each other working on it at the same time, that same thing is coming to WordPress. You'll be able to collaborate with your peers, maybe even your clients, if you so dare, in the WordPress dashboard, your theme, and probably your Gravity Forms. Here's a clip about that.
2: It's all about collaboration. Imagine this now taking WordPress and editing something from being single player to multiplayer. So what you're seeing on the screen here, it's looping, is those two, the little purple and the green, you might not be able to tell, but those actually have names underneath. I actually can't see what the names are, (laughs) but that's basically two people editing the same post at the same time. Who's ever overridden someone else that's been editing something? (laughs) Thank goodness for revisions. But now, you'll be able to, whether it's sharing a draft with someone and getting feedback on it, whether it's collaborating on designing something together, maybe if you're like a, an agency or developer, you can invite a client into it directly, get on the phone with them and talk through it as you move things around. Like, it's so powerful what you'll be able to do with this. And again, like I said, moving WordPress from being a single player to a multiplayer tool. Of course, anything that builds on top of Gutenberg, which all the best page builders and everyone is doing now, will get all these features for free as we start to build them in the core. And it's also really cool that just built-in browser technologies now we can do this in a fairly efficient and in some places even peer-to-peer browser way, which is pretty neat. It's We're just now getting started at this, so if you want to have an impact on WordPress, go to make.wordpress.org slash phase three is where we're going to be talking about this, so it'll be all about collaboration.
1: And the third takeaway that I wanted to share with you, and by the way, there's many more. I'll link up the complete talk uh, to Matt Mullenweg and Josefa Hayden-Chomposy. There are two talks about the future of WordPress in the show notes. But the third takeaway here is a new admin dashboard that's coming to WordPress very soon. I think we might have talked about it in earlier episodes of Breakdown. But here's a little bit that Matt shared around the new admin
2: We're actually going to be redesigning some of the admin to modernize it a little bit. (laughs) Um, The first big redesign probably since MP6, if anyone remembers that, (laughs) is going to be workflows allowing plugins or maybe even some stuff in core to register different workflows. For example, maybe this role can edit the page, but someone else has to approve it to publish it. The command palette, revisions, we're going to get really much cooler on revisions block library, media library. I'm also really excited about finally looking at the media library. (laughs) Like in that video, when you saw it, everything was looking really modern until the media picker popped up, right? (laughs) And they were like, oh, this feels a little little 2000s. (laughs) So I'm glad to return to that. And also integrate things like Openverse. Who, those who aren't familiar with it. We actually took over the Creative Commons search engine. It's now hosted on WordPress.org and it's called Openverse, which is a beautiful library that indexes the whole web to find Creative Commons license content that you can use on your site uh, with attribution or, or not if it's not required. So that is what is coming with phase three.
1: Like I said, there's lots more great content from Matt's talk and others who shared their talks at WordCamp US. I'll link the WordPress TV YouTube account in the show notes. Check that out if you want to watch the all the talks that were recorded. Okay, now uh, here's a little interview with Izzy and I from the team talking all about our experiences at WordCamp. Hope to see you at a WordCamp someday as well. Hey, Izzy, welcome to the Breakdown Podcast.
0: Hey there, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I am exhausted from a week of WordCamp, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But this is the first time that you've been on the new show. You're on the old Breakdown show. For folks who don't know who you are, who are you and what do you do on the Gravity Forms team?
0: Yes. So my name is Isabel Doran. I'm currently a junior software engineer here over on the product team and the focus on the integrations crew. But I did do a couple of internships starting last June. I spent some time as a quality assurance engineer just a couple months and then a little bit of time over on our marketing team in which I helped build up our TikTok account. So now in our free time, we have some 10% projects where if we have a little less work to do during our sprints, we can pick up some extra stuff. That's when I spend my time on the TikTok. So little Jack of all trades here, or Jane of all trades.
1: There were 2,000-ish people at WordCamp US, and everyone came up to you and was like, God, I love the TikTok. (laughs) You a fantastic (laughs) job. As a long-form content creator, I just can't do it. I can't do it and i and i appreciate uh all your efforts and all the hard work that you put into it it's 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 a craft that you have so thank you and we'll insert the the applause effect here
0: Yes. Well, thank you very much. It's yeah, I don't know if it's just the way my brain works or maybe what I've been able to take in. But the way that you're able to spread the content, I'm able to kind of chop it down a little bit. So we hit all our bases for sure.
1: So WordCamp US was in National Harbor, Maryland, just outside of D.C. in this junction point of D.C., Maryland and Virginia. This first time that I was down there. The venue was amazing. The, the sheer size of it was the biggest I've ever seen for a WordCamp. You went to WordCamp Asia and EU in Athens. Yep, were those yep. comparable in size or was one bigger than the other?
0: Well, so I think the venue wise, this was the biggest venue we've gone to. And it definitely drew a bigger crowd, but both were pretty Big, I'd say. WordCamp Asia was a really fun turnout and huge turnout since it was the first one that they had ever put out. So honestly, there was a wonderful crowd there. And EU, I think it was maybe a bit of a smaller venue, just, and I'm sure we'll chat about that more throughout, but it was all kind of in one hub space between the rooms feeding into the booths. So it felt a little bit smaller, more community there, but still, again, really good turnout.
1: So I saw some folks saying like, they were getting lost in the, the at the at the hotel because of how big it was. Plus, it was awkwardly it was an awkward layout, right? There were all the sessions, all the speaking sessions happened like two stories up, or at least two flights of of elevator rides up, or escalator rides up. And then where we were, the sponsor area, also like the cafeteria area, was down and around the corner. So you felt like this little bit of separation, which was weird, but. It still was a pretty electric vibe in the vendor area. At least on day one, I noticed it got a little quiet on day two, as it as it generally does. But it was awesome to like see everybody. It was the first event, WordCamp event, that I've been back to. I've been going them to them now for over a decade, so this was a fantastic new ish experience for me. So I was excited to be back, although it was just a little awkward. Unfortunately, I didn't get to any of the speaking panels, which I, I wanted to. This was the first time I've had to work at a WordCamp. Not that we really had to work that hard, but it was great to just be there answering questions with the customers. Did you get to any of the speaking no. table, roundtables?
0: Yeah, no, so similar for me, just I think because of the layout and it was relatively busy at the booth and I, that's my main job between getting content, just kind of being there to chat with everybody. I wasn't able to get to any talks, but I was happy to see at least looking at the schedule, there was a lot of focus on accessibility, which is something that we definitely pride ourselves on and try and strive forward with each of our iterations. So I was happy to see that was a, a broad talking point.
1: So many t-shirts. <laughs> were were handed out and also carried down. This is also the first time I've been behind the scenes of setting up a booth, a sponsored booth. And this is a smaller one, right? Compared to what, what you all had to build in, in Asia and maybe even Europe. Was this a smaller size booth?
0: Yes, exactly. So, so far this year, this was the smallest booth that we had, but we actually had the most amount of t-shirts that we had brought to any of the events and thankfully we were able to get rid of most of them if you are traveling into these events you can usually pick us out because you'll see about three to four big orange duffel bags going through the airport carrying all of these uh, t-shirts so they are our pride possessions out of yeah there, <laughs>
1: there, there was a lot of great uh, great moments when you know, some, we, we say that our shirts are the best in the business. I've been saying that now for a couple of episodes because I wanted people to get to the booth and grab them because I know they go pretty fast, but there was that, there was one moment which sort of uh, reinforced this whole theory of we have the best shirts in the business. When one of the uh, visitors came to the booth and he was like, yeah, my wife told me I can't bring any more t-shirts home unless they're like high quality or like super soft. I said, just, just come with me over here. Come, come touch this t-shirt. And as soon as he touched it, he was like, oh yeah, this is the kind of shirt that I can bring back to the family. So it's always great. if, you, Even if you're not using Gravity Forms, it's great that you're rocking our, our swag because not only is the shirt high quality, but the designs are great. And I love the designs for this year. I think we have two or three different iterations, right? Unlike the astronaut and the logo and stuff, it was it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have three. I think we did a different one for each event itself, but all kind of in the same breath. Uh, but that's always another fun part of getting the shirts too, is kind of you get the collection of the year of Gravity Form shirts if you're able to attend the events.
1: Let's talk about some of the takeaways from WordCamp. For me, it was going to be about seeing all my friends that I know in the WordPress space and reconnecting with them. It's been obviously a very long time since I've been to an in-person event, not just because of COVID, but because I started a family about seven ish years ago and life has been pretty crazy. So, but it was great to reconnect with everyone. Not enough time. Even though I got in on Monday, it was sort of like a half vacation, half work thing for me. Not enough time to, to see everyone, in fact, another podcast that I do, two of the guests that are going to be on the show next week were there and we didn't even get to, to meet in person. Friends, friends of mine, I didn't even see that I've known for years. I didn't even see them, but they were there. So those are some unfortunate things. But I had a great time reconnecting with everyone that I know and just having a great time. And of course, meeting the Gravity Forms team. We all met for the first time. Most of, most of you, of course, I know some of the members on the team. But we all met for the first time in the elevator, like as I was coming down to go down to see everyone open up and Travis, Mike, Megan, Gosha, all were like coming into the elevator at the same time. So it was like this. This is a bad way of framing it. But it's like this forced entry of like, hey, we have to meet each other. We're stuck in this elevator with each other. So that was great. Do you have any fun takeaways from the event?
0: I mean, similar in the sense that I love being able to hear all the use cases and, oh, we've used your product for so many years, and this is how we're using it on our site. It's always just builds the ego in the sense of we're doing what we should be and putting out a great product. But also, I love being able to meet with the team since we are remote and we have so many calls of just seeing each other in these little Zoom boxes, being able to go to the dinners and spend the time in the booth. and. Catch up at breakfast with the team, it really makes a difference. And even being able to get some time with our uh, certified developers, it makes a difference to be able to see what their outlook is, their goals going forward with their products, how we can all integrate better together to really just build up this gravity ecosystem we have here. So just that face-to-face time.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about the certified developers in a second. Did you have a favorite place that you ate? I'll start with mine. It was one that I think... The majority of Gravity Form team members voted down. I actually enjoyed the breakfast at the diner. I forget the name of it. But the first day we went to it, it was fantastic. But I I don't think you all liked it when you went. Did you have a favorite uh, dinner spot when you were there?
0: Yeah, no. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to the breakfast. I got in a little later on the Thursday. One of my favorite spots, it was Grace's Mandarin. We went there just a small team dinner on Saturday, I believe it was. No, Friday, right before the pride party. Um, But it was yummy. And thankfully, we had asked, oh, can we have a nice window spot? The sunset was coming down and they accommodated greatly. And we had a nice round table overlooking the water. So couldn't have been better.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty cool spot. It, it almost feels like for those who have never been to National Harbor. Again, this is the first time that I went to it. It was almost like a. It almost felt like a Hollywood set. Like it just felt like it was this because I I drove down and I drove down through sort of like the where GPS took me through the back roads and it was all the country and farm, like some really nice houses back there and such. I expected to be more built up, and then you 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 arrived at national harbor and it almost felt like wait where did this city come from it was sort of separate from everything else right on the water and it was almost like here's these three massive hotels and then here's all the restaurants that support these hotels with a ferris wheel yeah (laughs) so like (laughs) go nuts have fun it it was pretty cool And and i could tell there was a lot of people that came in and out and used it as like a A hangout spot on the weekend which which is cool it's similar to like where newport rhode island is to me i feel like it's that same sort of tourist attraction people come in weather's great you're on the water probably in the wintertime time, no one's going there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It seemed like a fun summer hangout spot. Even one day, uh, I think it was Saturday, we went to go get some lunch and they had outside the Ferrisville a uh, kettle corn and lemonade stand, a bunch of just kind of fair-esque merchandise. So it seems like a really fun spot to hang out and it was cool for us to be able to venture through, have some spots to eat at and also the venue itself felt like a mini Disneyland between the light show and
1: little souvenir stores. So
0: they did well for picking that that spot, I think.
1: Let's talk about our certified developers. This was the first time that I uh, had the chance to meet most of them in person. Let just We've talked about it before on the podcast. I've had them on as guests before. Zach Katz was the last certified developer to be on. But these folks are folks who are are very vested in the success of Gravity Forms. The obvious back of the napkin math is is because they're building products for Gravity Forms and only Gravity Forms for, I think, 99% of the certified developers. And they have a real vested interest in the future of Gravity Forms. We all got together for sort of like a social lunch, meet and greet everybody. But then we went back to one of the hotels, rented a conference room, and and we sort of got to work with air quotes, just like really digging deep in the... Outlook for Gravity Forms, the company, and then how each of these certified developers, no pun intended, orbit around Gravity Forms so that they can, so they could share what they're working on and how it works with us. Because literally at the end of the day, they all have sort of features of Gravity Forms that Gravity Forms might want to build at some point because customers ask us, uh, but then they really handle the future edge cases of Gravity Forms, the stuff that's like super challenging or technical niche almost, where they're going to be the best suited to solve these use cases for customers. It's a long way of getting to, like, it was great to have this sort of cohesive conversation about how we're all working towards a better Gravity Forms future. Did you have any takeaways from that meeting? I know you were jotting down some notes, but did you have anything that, you know, you'd want to share with the audience that said, hey, this, this was a great meeting with the CDs or anything that you look forward to from like a product or feature standpoint?
0: I think there's a few things on product roadmap that will be good for us to integrate and kind of just diversify of what we keep in house at Gravity, but what is also good opportunities for our certified developers to be able to take on and build in their own ecosystems. But really coming out of the meeting and then also seeing it applied throughout the conference, it was great to have our owners and the really founders of Gravity Forms here at the conference with us. We had Carl, Kevin, and Alex, and. Uh, Carl and Alex were able to join that kind of work session, really get hands in and share ideas one-on-one directly with the developers. So I think just having those conversations in that open space is what was the best takeaway of our time together to be able to solidly push ideas and plans forward for both ends of the spectrum.
1: I ran into a couple folks out on the um, vendor floor that were, you know, building features for gravity forms I won't name them or the features that they were they were looking to build because I think they were sort of still under wraps but it was it was great to have the other CDs there because certified developers because I just connected them with them and I with the certified developers I said hey you have this idea these are our trusted partners these are the ones that have been doing it for years that work really closely with us hopefully they can answer some of your questions or at least show you the way and in fact some of them were yeah, like, hey, this is an open source world. We're all kind of building the same thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they were like sort of competing with each other. But also that's one of the great things about WordPress and especially the trickle down is the Gravity Forms ecosystem is everyone wants to help each other, even if you're sort of borderline competing with each other. Do you find that strange at all? Or or is that something that that you've seen for a while now in the WordPress space? I'm always curious, not that you're an outsider, but I feel like there are folks who might come from other software development angles and be like, wait a minute, you share these ideas with like your competition? That's weird. Yeah. Like, Do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Well, no. I think at least the way that we've been able to set it up with our certified developers, I think it's a really wholesome sort of experience in the fact that we all just want the betterment and be able to grow and give a great product, but also still be able to expand and kind of have these businesses. So... I think it's a twofold of the fact that once we're open with them, they'll be open with us and we're able to just develop better together. And I found that too at the booth. There were, it was nice to be able to say, oh, yeah, Gravity Wiz is here. Gravity Kit guys are just over here. Even if they didn't have their own booth, we were able to just having them in the conference. We were able to, again, facilitate and build up the community that we have, just being able to point them over and be like, hey, they're here to chat if you need them.
1: One of the things that I was doing in the booth was recording some testimonials, some feedback from actual customers. Still astounding that people come to the booth and they say, I've literally been using this product for 10, 11 years. (laughs) I don't think many WordPress brands, one, because they're not that old, but two, (laughs) those that are that old, I just don't hear it or see it as much as I do in Gravity Form. So obviously it was one of the things that attracted me to work at Gravity Forms as a 10 plus year customer myself. So many people use it, so many people love it. And that was one of something that I already knew, but it was just great to hear it in person as a team member. I'm gonna play some of the clips from these testimonials so that you can hear directly what customers had to say. Hi, I'm Ben Hannon. I'm the CEO of Gravity Assist, where we help folks with Gravity Forms implementations that go beyond the DIY. What I really love about Gravity Forms is that it can do super simple things like a contact form, but we can help you build out. Enormously complex reporting systems, API integrations, all kinds of amazing other things that you can do with Gravity Forms. It seems like uh, the sky's the limit with Gravity Forms. Hey, I'm Nathan Ingram from Birmingham, Alabama. I've been using Gravity Forms for many years, and we use it uh, in agency work. From everything from as simple as a just a basic contact form to you know full. E-commerce situations, uh, very customized applications as well. And we love it because we have one tool that we know really well that can do so many things. And I recommend it to everybody. Before we wrap up, uh, I just want to talk about the, the giveaway and just give a special shout out to uh, Mike from the team, yes. who is a fantastic game show host, former principal at a school has a great projection voice he had to because he was corralling many little kids and he did the mm-hmm. same here unless i'm just going to throw up a clip of mike announcing one of our giveaways i should say nice to see you all i so appreciate the turnout for coming and checking out our giveaway we're so appreciative of all the people that have come up and said Uh, We love your product. We've been using your product for years. That makes us feel really great about what we're doing. Um, We want to keep doing the things that you love. We want to keep producing products that uh, you find useful and that uh, you want to give to your customers as well. So thank you for that praise. We so appreciate it. And that was fun to see the crowd amass in front of the Gravity Forms booth. At one point, I was joking. Megan... Who's been on the show before was sort of out in the crowd, just like chatting with somebody, and then slowly but surely, like the crowd gathered around her, and she had no- <laughs> she looked <laughs> yeah. up, and she was like, "What are all these people doing?" It's like, "Oh, it's almost one o'clock; it's time for the uh, for the giveaway stuff." That was fun Did We do that same thing in Asia and in, in Europe. Was it the same sort of vibe when people started showing up?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So it, same sort of vibe. Always a slow little conger, but then once you get closer to one, you have this whole crowd. Thank you again to Mike because he really does captivate the group with the loud whistle and his uh, projection. But honestly, one thing I love about even the Gravity Forms users and everyone that turns out, even if they don't win, they're celebrating and congratulating those that do win. So it really is a joyous experience for all in a small way that we can say thank you to everybody for their continuous support.
1: I was actually surprised about so many folks who didn't show up. Because Mike had to go through a whole yeah. bunch of names for each uh, giveaway, which was the license for Gravity Forms, Gravity Flow, the Lego set, which is still pretty cool, and then of course the VR headset. And I was like, "Wow, man! If you submitted this, you should be here." <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, right. One o'clock. Like uh, you're gonna you get a chance to win Anyone this stuff, and I like it. It's at first, when they when the gentleman who won the VR headset just kind of like looking at it and holding it. Mike's like, no, it's, it's really in there. Like we, we really gave that VR headset away from you. So that was fun. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next ward Camp with Gravity Forms of the team. Thanks for uh, hanging out and chatting today, Izzy.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having me.
1: That's it for today's episode. If you could do one more thing for me today, share this episode on social media, your favorite Facebook group or Discord channel, spread the word about this podcast. It really helps. If you haven't added Breakdown to your favorite podcast app, point your browser to gravityforms.com breakdown and click the icon of your app to add us and listen to us every two weeks. Okay, we'll see you in the next episode.